tumbling down. Way out west, there was a video store I want to tell you about. A store by the name of the Return Slot of Horror. At least, that was the handle Michelangelo, Marika, and Mickey gave to it. That place never made too much sense to me. I mean, was it in America? Was it in Canada? Who knows? But I guess that's why I found it so darn interesting. The Return Slot of Horror, that is. The gang there spent more than a fair share of their time sussing movies and beating dead horses. Whether it was perched up against a Halloween tree to tell about the miseries of 30 days of night in the town of Sleepy Hollow, the gang never ceased to share a story, a laugh, and a spooky cocktail. But like all stories, this one too has an ending. So sit back and enjoy the season finale of The Return Slot of Horror. Good morning, guys. Oh my god, good morning. <laughs> You're not that tired, you faking. <laughs> um, that, was really, that was a really fake, fake. <laughs> good morning, Mickey. I mean, good come on, good dude. Morning. <laughs> good morning. Yeah, good morning. I've been, uh, I'm a cop. And, uh... Also, it's not that early. I mean, I know that we don't usually yeah. have staff meetings in the morning, but yeah, it's, it's not that early. But welcome to today's Saturday morning staff meeting. Saturday morning staff meeting. Staff meeting. Yeah. So we needed to do this today because uh, I'm leaving in a couple hours. So I just wanted to uh, talk about a couple things before I go because I'm going to be gone for a bit. This place is going to fall apart. No. I mean, God. it'll be fine. I showed you guys how to use the cash register finally. So you'll be fine. I can only work the, uh, like, if people pay me in coins, I'm fine. Well, then we'll just insist. We'll put a sign on the door that says coins only. I have anxiety because I never deal with customers, and now I have to deal with customers. I mean, you guys can share those tasks. You can manage. Um, so I just wanted to make sure that you guys had uh, some stuff queued up just in case you go into Marika withdrawal while I'm gone. Um... So, I just, you know, top of mind, those movies that you put on when you're feeling crappy uh, and just always make you feel good. And in my case, if we're talking about, like, comfort horror, it's definitely going to be something that I can fall asleep to. Because, mm. I don't know about you guys, but, like, if I'm watching a comfort horror, it's usually because I feel like poop and I need to sleep. <laughs> yeah. So, I need something that I've seen enough. And that, like, the sound will be okay for me to fall asleep to. Is that the same for you? Yeah, it, it's more, it's, I think for me, when I thought about it, I didn't think about, like, it, it definitely felt like something I'm cuddled up in bed with a blanket, but right. something that I could just, like, really, like, kind of slide into and sink into and enjoy. That's what I thought of. And then something that had, to, that had a strong female lead to comfort me in the absence of my strong female lead. Uh, your wife? Mm. What? Yeah, that sounded kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, God, it went. So I just kept quiet. I meant my, I meant my work female lead. Yeah, not my wife. I mean, I'll still have my wife. My wife's not going with you, Marika. But right, okay, just checking. Do you guys yeah. do you guys dislike the term work wife? Yes, I hate I it. Think it's weird. I think the whole, it's I think disgusting, it's weird. right? It's yeah, it's so weird. weird. It would make me feel uncomfortable if someone said, "Oh, this is Molly's work spouse." I'd be like, "Well, I'm her actual spouse." And, yeah. Uh, do I need? Does this mean like I have to fight this guy? Does this mean like I have to like be friends with this guy? And now we're in like a three thing. I'd say like, no. I mean, do people like? It's one of those things where I've I've heard about it and I've heard it 
I feel like on I've heard it on TV, but is it something people actually like genuinely say? Yeah, in the straight world, uh, more so. And by straight world, I mean like people who have like normal, regular jobs and work in offices and things like right. that. Um, I that's where I tend to hear that type of thing. And 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 you know, quite honestly, I feel like a lot of those people are also like they got married really young. Repressed. <laughs> You know what I mean? And like maybe aren't in the happiest of marriages. So it's like they get their, they have these work relationships. Sure. Well, I worked in TV sales. Like I worked in advertising sales for TV uh, stations for a while. And it's such an incestuous place that like it did feel like people. <laughs> that you ended work. up marrying your coworker. <laughs> I actually married my work wife. <laughs> I, I, divorced, I divorced my actual wife and married my work wife. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah it makes me uncomfortable if somebody were to say that Molly has work wow revelations Oof. <laughs> but they are it's like places like that where you see like a, a um a, usually a man and a woman who are probably to be honest unhappy in their in their current married life or one single and the other one is like unhappy in their married life they do spend so much work time together and they laugh and they go to lunches and it's like you can see they have like a very close relationship and it does feel like hmm eh. especially if they're married it feels very like eh, they're gonna they're gonna Weird. they're gonna come across a line where it's gonna be like do we cross this line or not so yeah i do think the work spouse thing is like cute and funny but actually not like there's like a very dark yeah. underbelly to it so yeah so on that note mickey what's your comfort horror movie did you say did you say yours you, I, i'll go ahead no that's fine no you go first uh for me and and i thought about this and i had a couple things but i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna pull a michelangelo and name seven things as fast as i can <laughs> 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 we love you i'm gonna stick with this one and it really does feel like comfort food it feels like a, a bowl of chicken soup when it comes to horror films for me and it's rosemary's baby and, hmm. it, and a lot of it has to do with just mia farrow and just how much i enjoy uh her journey in that movie and how there's nothing really jump scary about it it's one that i can sit down with a big blanket on and watch and never feel like it's something i have to like you know have like a chaser afterwards to like kind of calm me down because it scared me enough it's just a really fun developing story not fun at all i shouldn't say fun it's a really comforting <laughs> not even comforting it's just a good watch it's just very calming and i enjoy it and i love it it's a beautiful film and it's one i it's probably the horror film i've seen the most and the one i introduce friends to the most so rosemary's baby that's my chicken soup for the soul even more than eyes without a face eyes without a face i love and i preach it to everybody but that comes from a place of like uh, pretentious uh right like like i want to be smart and I Got want it. it to be, I want the guy's name to be Georges Franjou. And I want to talk about French cinema. But no, <laughs> Rosemary's Baby is more of just like, I, I think it's, it's, it is a horror film. You know, I think it's uh, a, a mystery. And I think that it is just a really great piece of cinema that, that is genreless in the sense that it's just really good. It's like, it's good filmmaking. Uh, and, and I'll remove Roman Polanski from the discussion because that's a whole other thing. Yes, we can all agree that he's a piece of poop. Agreed. Agreed. <clears throat> That's a good pick. That's a good pick. I, I probably personally would not have thought of going to that as a comfort horror movie, but now that you mention it, I might do that next time I'm under the weather or need get a, a blanket, get a cup, get a cup of soup, maybe something warm to drink. Yeah. Sit down. Oh man, Rosemary's baby. I can uh, I can it. see that. Uh Michelangelo, do you want to go or do you want me? I I'll go. I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> um 
<clears throat> so this one's a bit obscure. <laughs> Hunter Buck says neither of you have ever heard of it. <laughs> okay. As usual. Um, so my personal DVD of choice that I've seen many, many times and that I can fall asleep to now um, is The Best of Trauma Dance, Volume 3. Whoa. <laughs> so you guys know trauma films. Oh, yeah. yeah. I oh, assume yeah. Um, creators of The Toxic Avenger and Poultry mm -hmm. Geist, to name two. Uh, and basically, Troma created this film festival. I don't know if they still do it, but <clears throat> they used to hold it uh, at the same time as Sundance, at Sundance. So there would be <laughs> like Sundance. And now I know that there's Slam Dance as well at the same time. But Troma would go and show films for free. And so they were like, you got to be where people are. So they had this whole festival where they the idea was just to get people to see movies, like to see trauma movies. And people would submit films and short films. Um, and then every year they would pick the best of those short films and put them on a DVD. And I happened to buy Troma Danceville. I have no idea how I came to possess this DVD. Um, but it is the weirdest mishmash of like short slasher films there's one uh called pda massacre by jamie greco which is about a serial killer who despises people who have who have pda so like anyone who'll be kissing out in public will get killed it's amazing um and then there's just like weird eerie movies in there and then there's a couple like really funny ones like kung fu kitties which is definitely um a notable one marijuana's revenge which is uh, basically how, you know, marijuana gets its revenge on, sure. like, the evils of marijuana, but where marijuana is actually an entity that kills people, um, which is wonderful. And I actually wanted to uh, show you one of the funnier of the short films. So if you go to the general text channel, it's, like, two minutes. I think it's worth yep. it. Um, there's a, a YouTube link. Got it. <laughs> Kid, are you on the phone? We're playing it now. Alright. Hey, Tone. You hear this? Are you on the phone with Tone? Listen. He's drunk. He's drunk. No, not kid. He's drunk right now. Look at his Let eyes. Let me talk to him. Look at Let his eyes. To... Look at Tone. Look at Hello? this. Hello? Tone. You douchebag. Tony is so drunk He's right now. He's not even on the phone. It's his answer machine. Oh. <laughs> hey, Tone. What's going on? I'm getting videotaped by Quiro. Tony's drunk. I'm not drunk, kid. He's drunk out of his gourd. I had a couple, a couple drinks with Mike. That's all I did. Look at his eyes, dude. Kid, I'm not drunk. Wait, you see his eyes? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, it smells breath. It smells like ass. I had Del Taco. That's why. Dude, it smells. I had a little sheep. So that gives you an idea. <laughs> Don't. Gotcha. That, that just gave me so much anxiety. <laughs> oh, God. Um, definitely. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I think it's so funny. Kinda, it it's reminded so me of a uh, space ghost. Coast to coast. Uh, I mean, I feel like it's the same kind of era. Yeah, it definitely, it looked like it, yeah, it had that, like, 
early 2000s yeah. vibe. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. For, for the listener, these are like really low budget. I mean, like no, no budget. budget. Yeah. No budget <laughs> DIY, you know, shoot with your Blackberry. <laughs> you know? I mean, I don't even think Blackberries existed back then, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Well, do they still do the festival yet or no? I, I'm not sure. Um, but I don't know. There's something that I really like about, um, about trauma and like a lot of it is not very good but i feel like it's something like it's it's kind of a way in and i feel like it's a way of for people who have no money who have no experience who don't know what they're doing to just try stuff and trauma will be like you know what you tried something and it's kind of cool let like we're gonna encourage this and yes trauma dance does exist still the the uh to, now accepting films wheat so they there uh, <clears throat> there's a great documentary i think called Tromaville about yes. uh lloyd <laughs> kaufman and and trauma and all that stuff that's fantastic and um i was watching like a video store documentary with ali a while ago i think it was maybe the last blockbuster or something like that mm-hmm. i wasn't a huge fan of it uh the the documentary but they have lloyd kaufman on and uh, I guess, I mean, I guess the filmmaker asks the question like, okay, who are you? So the, the, the viewer knows, but I guess maybe they didn't say it in a way to Lloyd Kaufman that he thought was respectful because oh, no. Lloyd Kaufman is just kind of like, you don't know who I am? Like, what is this? You don't do your research? You don't? So go ahead. Because it's, it's, it, it's, it's also like very funny because i think it is a block a blockbuster centric documentary to have lloyd kaufman on there because of course lloyd kaufman isn't going to have any fond memories of blockbuster because they were part they were they they were the enemy yeah yeah uh but it's 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 you know it's it was the first time i'd ever seen lloyd kaufman as like more of a curmudgeon because usually he's so like animated and affable and yeah yeah. he's super nice yeah um but yeah so that's my uh, that's my pick. Shout out to Troma. Check out Troma films. Wow, they're all very strange mm-hmm. and delightful. I mean, they're not all delightful, but <laughs> you gotta yeah. be in a Troma mood. That being said, <laughs> Hannibal the Cannibal was um, uh, was a Troma film. I think I knew that. Yeah, probably their most successful. Right. I well, think. that's. That that's the one cool thing about trauma is that like especially something like this festival is like there is there are brilliant guys out there that will never get seen by anybody if there's not a place a a, a place like that. Yeah. Is Hannibal the Cannibal? Is that the um, South Park, Park guys? Yeah. 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 yeah that's it that wasn't a trauma cool. movie. It was a movie that they acquired. No, in sorry. Their, in their library. Sorry. I'm so full of shit. It's not Hannibal. It's Cannibal yeah. the Musical. Cannibal. That's okay. That's that's okay. why I was confused. Yeah, gotcha, Cannibal gotcha, the Musical. Gotcha. They they didn't make it. If I understand correctly from the documentary, they didn't make Cannibal the Musical. They just acquired Distributed? it. Distributed. Right. It, yeah, it, which turned out to be a very good thing because then later they blew up um, yeah. with South Park and basketball and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah. yeah. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they did finance it. I, I'm not sure. No, you might be right. Unclear. Either way, it was it was it was well done. I mean, you know, it's like you like don't. I want to just make sure the listener knows if you go see this like trauma dance, like DIY film stuff. It's not like Cannibal the Musical. No, definitely <laughs> don't not. That to come out. No, no, trauma trauma dance is you know the 
indie. It's the indiest of indie film festival for the indiest of indie filmmakers. Yeah, <laughs> and not just indie, but like like low class, low brow, tasteless entertainment. Not necessarily. Not always. I mean, mostly. that's kind of their thing. That's kind of their thing. Yeah. I, I would say that once you're done watching Rosemary's Baby, maybe don't go to the trauma dance. Why? VHS. Why? Yeah, it's think, too. You're. It, yeah. Too juxtaposed. I think it's like it's a like Kevin. Different. Yeah, you don't you don't drink an orange juice before you have coffee. Right. Perfect example. You know? Actually, they just don't go down right. I think you're changing gears too fast. You haven't. You haven't even. I, I. I. think the point is like, um, uh, uh Rosemary's Baby is like a uh, <laughs> I fine. We're, we're comparing Rosemary Baby. To well, not compa- we're, we're not. We're not comparing. I'm just trying to elaborate on what Mickey was saying. In in that, like, you don't. You don't have like a fine wine or a fine scotch, and then drink like uh, you know, a beer or something. Yeah. Right. You, you, yeah. you know, it's like you could start out with some trauma if you want, but I don't think I would do trauma and then the, like a art house um, horror film together in the same night. But I'm, I'm sure there is a way that could work um, with a lot of alcohol. Yeah. See, I feel like you go to Rosemary's Baby, you have a nice glass of wine. Then you have your pseudo intellectual oh. discussion while you're drinking shots of whiskey, and then I, you watch Trauma Dance Three, and then you're in the right mood for it. Drink responsibly. Oh my gosh, that's a lot. This is, that's, I'm going to regret that night. We're going to have so much fun. You have no idea. Okay, I mean, I'm down. I'm down. Maybe not for the shots, but that sounds like a fun night. This is definitely. You know what this is? This is like when you throw a birthday party for your like, for, well, you, either yourself or for your like spouse and your whole family comes over to celebrate her and then there's the crew that hangs out afterward mm. you know yeah. this is the this is the the trauma is the crew that hangs out afterward rosemary's baby is like for the full crowd yeah. so everybody gets something the main three course dinner yes. well see yes. i wouldn't i love my family but i would not call them a rosemary's baby i would not call them a a a, a, a great film <laughs> no no i just mean like what you do Art. how you entertain <laughs> For that group is different than yeah. how you entertain for your group that hangs on till like two in the morning. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So, Michelangelo, what's your pick? Um, I didn't understand the assignment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you pick eight movies in ascending order of comfort? Well, I didn't know we were supposed to pick a movie. <clears throat> I thought you were just like anything comforting. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. So this is kind of that in that, like, I was like, the only thing I can think of, it was Stephen King, um, because he's on the mind. I've been I've been listening to and watching a lot of like interviews and lectures of his, and uh, re- I read his books all the time. And uh, we just did Misery, um, and uh, he is a huge, huge comfort to me uh, because I can read his books or watch his movies. Um, I could listen to his interviews. I, I, I have this uh, book called Stephen King Goes to the Movies. And what I thought it was was essays on some of his stories uh, that got turned into films. And really what it is, it's, it's a collection of uh, Shawshank Redemption, 1408, Children of the Corn, The Mangler, and Hearts in Atlantis. And yeah. it's just like a page or two and then the short story. So mostly it's just a short story collection. 
which right. was kind of disappointing. Uh, but what's been fun is like uh, I'll I've been like I read the Mangler and now I'm gonna watch the movie that Toby uh, Hooper made of the yeah. Mangler, which is according to Stephen King like a very visually awesome movie, but like not 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 so good. It's, it's yeah, <laughs> it's Robert England, right? He he's in the Mangler. Robert England's in it, yeah, yeah. and yeah, it's yeah. about like a uh, like a, a machine in like a. Um, sewing factory or something like a textile factory that, that i think that deserves a massive rewatch on my part i'll watch it too like I'll, I'll make a point of watching it in the next like tell me when you're gonna watch it and i'll watch it too because i'll probably gonna watch it tonight um read read the short story i highly recommend this the story's classic early stephen king stuff you know what i mean it's like i feel the mangler was mismarketed like like when i remember like going and getting it at the like vhs store and being like oh stephen king and robert england and having this feeling of like, oh, this is going to be good. And putting it in and it not being what, what my expectation of it was. But probably something as an adult I could watch and be like, I like this. But at mm -hmm. the time, I think that I was prepared for like The Shining meets Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> or, you know, or, mm -hmm. you know, something like, you know, something along that line. And then being really like, I think it deserves a rewatch. I think I was not in the right mindset. Sometimes they do that with box covers and different things. They, they market it to get people like me to rent it with an expectation. And then when that expectation is not achieved, you're like, this movie wasn't good, but I'd love, I'd love to do a rewatch. Actually, it deserves one. What you said, I, I bet you what you just said about like, it's the shining meets nightmare, like nightmare on Elm street. I bet you some executive was like, that's what this movie is going to be. And like, that's how we need to market it. Especially when they realize they have a stinker on their hands. Like we need to trick <laughs> oh. little Mickey Miller into renting this. Into the like, oh. great. Yeah. Speak, speaking of comfort stuff. Um, uh, I like one thing I wish they incorporated into online platforms is the, um, the VHS, uh, box cover art which we've talked about before um like i miss i miss that aspect that went into the boxes that went into the cover art and that also went into the um posters for films where it was like let's commission an artist to make like something yeah. original you know some oil painting I know there are books and whatnot but do we know if there's like a cool documentary anywhere about like the cover art I feel like there has to be one somewhere. I bet you you could find something on YouTube, some passion, some passion-filled individual. I watched a really good documentary um, um, that this person, I think it's called In Praise of Shadows, is his YouTube channel. And it was about uh, book cover art and how book cover art used to be really interesting. And now it's sort of like, you know, it's like, oh, well, marketing gives research, tells us we need to make all our book covers look like this. And um, yeah, same thing with movie posters. Yeah. And, and after I saw that, I, uh, I was like, every time I buy a Stephen King book now, I try to get like, I try to get one of these uh, original cover art you know, an, an original, you know, from when the book, like I have the, you know, uh, dead zone and, um, the stand and Firestarter, like the 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 original hardbacks with the cover art, because it's just so much more pleasing to look at than yeah. uh, these sort of like more generic. In, now no a major motion picture. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. So there is a documentary called Thirty Four by Thirty Six, a movie about movie. Uh, yeah, a movie about movie posters. That's from like 2016. I also found one um, 
from 2017 on YouTube called Why Horror VHS Artwork Was So Fucked Up. <laughs> and it's probably the right. uh, that's probably more your cup of tea yeah. <laughs> it's probably more the like one is probably Ro Rosemary's Baby and one is probably more Trauma Dance <laughs> probably probably so that's my my Stephen King and all of his everything that comes comes with that is my I found I always like to pick something that is a broad net <laughs> <laughs> no kidding but I do identify with Marika what you were saying about some a movie I could fall asleep to because I I I I will often put on uh, one of the dead movies, one of Romero's dead movies to fall asleep right. to, uh, like especially Night. Night's yeah. like a perfect movie because there's that big lull, sort yep. of in the middle where he's like set, you know, protecting, you know, fortifying yeah. everything before he finds the people in the basement and all that. Um, another another good one that I fall asleep to, which I actually haven't watched in many many years now, but I used to put it on all the time, uh, was the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the one with um, Jessica oh, yeah, Biel. Jessica Biel. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, not that bad. I don't know why. I mean, I feel like now that I think about yeah. it, I'm like, how is that something I would fall asleep to? Because in my mind, that doesn't. That's crazy that you would fall asleep. That is, I mean, it's a pretty uh, like ex. I would find exploitation to, hard to fall asleep to. Uh, because it's it's very visceral. The scene with Army Hammer in the car. Do you, do you know the scene I'm talking about in that movie? Mm -hmm. They're all in the car, and Army Hammer's like got a gun out on him and everything like that. That is. Are you I sure find... it's Army Hammer? It's not Army Hammer. Not yeah, Army Hammer. It's... At least, uh, no, not Army Hammer. No, the. Uh... Although it would make sense that he would be in a Texas Chainsaw movie. No, not Army Hammer. <laughs> Did anyone get that joke? Did anyone get that joke? Yes, because he loves the blood and he loves cutting his girlfriends up. Oh my god! Wait, they're making another one? A TV show? You guys are killing me right now. I, what is the name of the the damn actor? He's he's John Larroquette. No, <clears throat> Lee, Lee Emery. Lee Emery. Gosh, Lee Emery. Yes. yes, he's great. He's great in it. So good that they made another movie, and he. They give him a bigger it's, part. It's, it's, it's Lee Ermy. That's it's Ermy. Lee Ermy. Yeah. But but Lee Ermy. So uh but the but the reason I said that scene in the car is actually really great, I think, performances all across the board. I've watched that recently in the last actually over Halloween I watched that Texas Chainsaw Massacre and I even made a note of it. Like I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, that actually really everybody's so good in this scene. It is a really intense scene. There's no, you know, there's no leather face. It's just uh Lee Ermy. Um, Jessica Biel, the other female, and it is just they are. It's intense. I mean, it is really good filmmaking. So I would say, um, perfect to fall asleep to. <laughs> perfect to fall asleep to. <laughs> Though you know, I when I was in high school, I used to put on Pink Floyd's The Wall and sleep to it at night. I get that. I did that in my twenties when I was smoking pot all the time. I mean, I also feel like we're. I also feel like we're a different. Like we're of a generation where we didn't have access to all movies all the time so like i don't know about you yeah. guys but i had like a, a cd like booklet thing full of dvds and i would watch mm. those movies over and over and over and over again because it's all you had because you didn't have yeah. five bucks to go rent a movie so i think our relationship to like those movies that you owned like in your teens and 20s i mean 20s is when things started to change but like those movies you owned on dvd in your teens are i feel like i have a very different relationship to them than I would today, like with any other movie. Something I regret, two things. Uh, 
and you know the first thing is not so much a regret uh but it's something that sucked is my vhs collection i broke up with a, a girl and uh my v like i left my i had to leave my vhs collection with her uh and i had to leave the city um i moved and i was like can you just hold on to these vhs's and my grandpa's coats and i'll come back and get them and she was like yeah okay and then when i came back to get them admittedly it was like a really long time later it took me some time to set myself up somewhere else and uh she had gotten rid of everything oh and i was like oh and i had a really good vhs collection going and then the other thing was when I moved again, I took my DVD collection at the time and I was like, okay, I need to downsize. Mm. So instead of getting rid of my movies, I put them in one of those uh, like uh, binder things you were talking about, Marika. Yeah. And I got rid of all the boxes for them, mm. which I like. I've done that really, too. Yeah. And I really like it is, it was efficient, especially if you're a person who's like moving once a year, yes. as I did, and mostly in my 20s, I was moving to a new place almost every year. Um, and I had to keep my belongings like small and tight. Uh, but I mean, it was just like I had these beautiful box sets, and like DVD boxes take so much place, yeah, like they take up a lot of space for what they contain. So I've had to do the same thing when I've moved, where I just bought a CD case. And got rid of all the boxes. And it's, I kept some of the sleeves. And then at some point I was like, I, what? And I got rid of those two. So. I, have all the, I have all my boxes for DVDs in, in two nice. giant boxes in our, in our basement. But you can't, you can't watch those movies because it's downstairs in the basement with the ghost. Right? And the ghost like, doesn't let you take yeah. them. Yeah. So they're hers now, technically. The ghost that looks like your wife. It, for, the, for, the, for the hardcore listener... Uh, they should know what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. Kristen. Yeah, the redheaded ghost down in our basement. <laughs> Hi. Hey, Kristen. I really appreciate your how interactive you are on the Instagram account. <laughs> You're like the only person who is. <laughs> so, thank you. <laughs> we're doing this whole podcast just for her. She takes me like with reviews on things that she likes in the episode. Oh, she lets me so know sweet. that we're doing a good job. She really is. She's like the, um, I wouldn't even call her. I wouldn't even call her a fan as much as I'd call her like invested in the relationship she has with us and, and the fact that she's like, okay, look, I'm going to look out for them because she's worried about us. It's more <laughs> I think it's more like, okay, I'm going to make sure Mickey oh. doesn't say anything too bad and I'll correct him if he does because I don't want him to embarrass himself. Oh, that's even worse. Better. It's Sorry. Great. It's, no, it's great. It's much better. She's part of the oh, team. Oh, God. Absolutely. 100%. She, she'll get a producer credit. She'll get a free enough. free uh, membership on our Patreon. Movie um, rentals. Free movie yeah. rentals. Oh, I was thinking movie rentals, but whatever. She Well, any, anything from the snow place like death. She can rent anything from the snow place like death. But uh, that's it. Wow, what a, what a treat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did have, I had one question before we wrap things up um, about our comfort things. What, uh, who would you recommend your comfort thing to? Uh, what customers would you recommend your comfort? comfort? Am I, 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 it's too early. Do you guys get what I'm trying to say? I'm like shutting down. Say the word. <laughs> yes. Our recommendations. Who? What customer comes to the store and we're recommending our comfort to them? Yes. Thank you, Mickey. I'll, I'll start. Rosemary's Baby is for everybody, but it's especially for somebody. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. No, but especially for somebody who who doesn't know what they want, but they're trying to have a chill weekend. A I'd be chill like, this is, weekend. 
Well, you know, you know, like <laughs> it's such a heavy movie. <laughs> it is. It is. But you having a chill weekend? Watch Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> it's it's it, 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 it's like it's paced well. It's not like one of these things where I mean, yeah. Look, she's she's bearing the devil's baby. It's intense. But it has like a nice pacing to it, and it's, and it's the one you can think into. If you're watching this thing, like move in a way that's different than like a slasher or um, even like something like uh, you know Ari Aster's films, where they like really do have moments where they jump, you like literally feel like you've been brought to the edge of your seat. It's just a different kind of I, like. I watch. hear you. I hear so, you. I, but I wouldn't like if my my one of my brother's wives came in and was like. Do you recommend a movie? I wouldn't recommend Rosemary Baby to this person. Well, one, I would tell them to leave because uh, we only let vaccinated people in. And then I'd be like, get out of it. Get out. You know, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend uh, uh, Rosemary's Baby to her. She has terrible. I would, I would recommend I would. Transformers. You're a Transformers person. Watch this. Nothing against Transformers. I, I'd recommend Rosemary's Baby to her because I don't know her that well. <laughs> Oh God! This story's gonna be in so much Fucking, trouble while I'm is, gone. This is going down. We're all going down. Everybody that walks in, I'm just saying, go grab Rosemary's baby. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we have enough copies. Oh, <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> People are gonna be calling you all weekend, Rika. Like this story is turning my up. phone like, off. You're on your Michelangelo own. Michelangelo keeps cussing out all the customers because <laughs> oh, they geez. disagree with him. Fuck is wrong with you? It's like they're like, is, is that like a slogan for you guys? Fuck <laughs> off, or why do you keep saying it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, so Michelangelo, let me guess, you're gonna recommend the whole of Stephen King to everyone? <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people i would say a lot of, like i mean he's stephen king he's sold like i think he's like he sold a ridiculous amount of books i think it's like 350 million copies or something like it's something insane so that's it so everyone is your well answer. i mean you know you judge uh or you, you you take the temperature on people but he's got such a, a variety of films and books that i do think you could probably match up one of these things with somebody you know like, oh, you're not into horror? I mean, it's 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 very wide. It's a very well, very wide selection of things that you've done here. His range is is so far and vast. Have you ever read the one where about the girl who's in the woods and she's like a baseball fan and she's using that picture as her inspiration to like survive in the woods? I've heard of it. I haven't read that one yet. Yeah. That one is so like non horror, such a love letter to baseball. It's like I'm telling you, his range is is yeah. ridiculous. He, so he he does fit anybody. The range, darling. Yeah, he he doesn't do just horror. Uh, and in in fact, I just listened to him t told this tell this uh, very funny story about how he met this woman, and she's like, "Who are you? Are you somebody?" And he's like, "You know, and Stephen King." And she's like, "I don't like your stuff. You know what I do like." that Shawshank Redemption movie. And he's like, I, I wrote that. And she's like, no, you didn't. It's just kind of, you can cut this part. Cut that. No, I, I get it. That was a great, that was a great, like your impression of her was perfect spot on. Of like of, of an annoying lady. Who are you? You don't know. I don't like that horror stuff. Hey, who, who are you recommending this to, Marika? The trauma. Who gets trauma? I mean, <clears throat> I would recommend it to anyone who's between the ages of 20-something and 40-something. 
um, who still likes to indulge in their uh, adolescent humor and who's not, you know, who can just kind of let go and not watch something too critically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And just be like, this is what it is. And I'm, I'm entertained because it's high. Honestly, it's highly entertaining. Kung Fu Kitties is delightfully quotable and entertaining. Agreed. I think it's also funny that you're the one recommending this and, Michelangelo and I are probably like more the we, we are the more like obvious audience or something like this. I mean, you know, like, you know like, like adult children who are like arrested development. <laughs> That's exactly who I would recommend it to. That there you go. You just put the words in my mouth. You know, you guys have to make choices that make you sound smart. And I'm, you know, I'm secure in my garbage watching. So I'll assume that role. I'm okay with that. You're definitely I think the most like secure person. As far as like <laughs> accepting who you are out of me and Mickey. <laughs> There's a lot of it's gonna be all I feel it's gonna be like two brothers yelling at each other uh when you're gone. I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna rise to the occasion. Marika, when you're gone, I'm gonna start coming to the store. I'm gonna look professional on time for once. Wearing a tweed jacket. Oh god. With elbow patches. The entire time you're gonna be wearing my my glasses, so I look smart, and I'm gonna really be an adult about this and and run the store. Don't you worry about it. Don't worry about Michelangelo. I'll just give him movies, send him down to the basement with a bucket of popcorn. I like it. I like this situation. This is perfect for me. <laughs> I thought you were about to step up to the plate and be like, "No, I'll do my part too." But no, no it's like I'm. It's fine. It's, I'm cool. Glad we work this out. Less work for me. Yeah, I'm getting like he's offering to pop me popcorn and send me to the basement to watch stuff. So I'm cool with that. I, I imagine he's gonna binge every Stephen King movie until you return. Yeah, I'm gonna read and then watch and read. Oh and god, watch. I'll never hear the end of it. Fuck. I'm sending you full reports on this. Oh boy. I think I'm gonna All record right. my own podcast and I'm just gonna send it to you two. <laughs> <laughs> but who will do the editing? Ooh. Oh shit! Oh, it's, gonna be, it's gonna be real uncut. <laughs> what I find about Stephen King's earlier work. <laughs> All right. Well, good luck, guys. I can't wait until he's arguing with himself and he's telling himself to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's bound to happen. That's every day of my life, brother. <laughs> so I would be remiss to let this show go by to to not make one more recommendation of something for comfort. But there is comfort in listening back to some of our older episodes. So any of our listeners, if you haven't heard some of the older episodes, go back and listen to them. That is my recommendation for your comfort. Especially the Halloween episodes, the staff meetings. Go back. The staff meetings, the Halloween playlist, the the tricks and the treats, the decorations. And offerings. <laughs> we don't need that's, that's not, not available. available. That's, that's like behind that's behind a paywall. I know. I'm trying to like build up some hype. Eyes y'all. without a face. Go listen to Eyes Without a Face. Without I think we should redo all those episodes. All right. Marika, I'm going to miss you. Please be so like safe and careful. Yeah. I really I really will feel a huge loss with you not being here. And I don't know if Michelangelo and I will even talk without you here. It's really yeah. hard for us to have a conversation without we'll you. We'll still in text it. 14 million times a day, don't worry. Good. Love you guys. Good luck. Godspeed. Don't forget you have to count the money and deposit it at the bank. Uh. Oh the shit! Bank? Now you're adding the bank into the know. equation. You're what, telling this now. Bank? I've never even knew we had a bank. 
Oh All God, I know God. about is the fart bank Mickey has. It's that jar he farts into and then tries to get people to smell. <laughs> no, that's not that's not true, listener. That's just a section of the store, the fart bank. <laughs> There's no movies. It just smells like soup and ham because <laughs> that's all i eat is stupid ham people people <laughs> people walk down that aisle they're like did i step in something they're checking their shoes they're like where are the movies in this section i'm like keep looking you'll no, find no. it you'll find it <laughs> oh dear god yeah this place okay. is going to devolve into junior high just so you know Marika. <laughs> i mean like it's not already all right <laughs> we got we got to send Marika on her way or else she's never gonna make okay Bye. Bye. Well, there you have it. What can I say? Sometimes you return the slot, and sometimes, well, the slot returns you. Enjoy yourselves out there. And don't worry, the return slot of horror will return for a second season. <laughs>